Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. We have a live Griffs game going on right now. Uh, we'll be following the final few minutes of their game against Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, we'll talk about their win against UB on Saturday. We'll talk about a big win by Iona uh, last night on the neutral site, as well as some national storylines going on right now uh, in our last episode before Christmas. So we'll get right to it. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Let's do it. So Canisius is currently in a tight one with Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, The Griffs currently lead 69 to 67. They're at the under four timeout right now. Um, I have not watched this game because I was covering a girls high school basketball game tonight um, earlier. Now I, I finished up my work for that about a half hour ago. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to this game at all. Uh, no Malik Green because he's still in COVID protocols. No Yako Fritz still dealing with that ankle injury. Uh, but the Griffs seem to be, as of right now, playing well against Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, and – I mean, we were kind of talking about it before the game. I mean, this this is this could just be our bad for not paying much attention. But I did not realize that Florida Gulf Coast was having the year that they've been yeah. having. So, I mean, the yeah. fact that Kanishas is in this game right now without two of their best players, um, that's pretty noteworthy, I would say for sure. Uh, definitely uh, differing from the trend that they've kind of been on before their win against UB, which uh, obviously we'll get into in a little bit here. But right. That'd be that'd be a pretty noteworthy win to pull out, you know. It would into, be heading into conference. And play. now, Florida Gulf Coast just tied it. Jordan Henderson turned it over. Scott Hitchin picked up his fourth foul. We're tied at sixty nine with three oh three to go. I think yeah. this is the first time we've done this. Probably, <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> calling like, a game, calling a game. On the we're podcast. calling a game right now while we're recording a podcast. Oh my god! I, I had I had the live stats in the play by play up right now. Uh, Canisius was up 40 to 27 at the half. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast has outscored them 42 to 29 uh, in the second half. Now 43 to 29. Uh, they just Caleb Cotto just made a free throw uh, to give Florida Gulf Coast the lead. Um, so while while they're shooting free throws, yeah. um, we can talk about or at least start to get into Canisius's win over UB. Um, on Saturday at KeyBank Center, a, a surprising win. A Came very surprising. out of nowhere, out of absolutely out of nowhere. nowhere. There is no like, there was zero reason. I mean, we were talking, we were texting about that prior to that game. There was zero reason that they should have been in that game or won that right. game. Zero right. reason going into that game. You're down to your best players. No Yako Fritz, no Malik Green because of COVID. Um, right. You know, you're inserting Xavier Long, who's, you know, still very, very fresh in his college career and in the lineup. And like they pull, they pull out a win against one of the better major teams in the country. I mean, that's right. Incredible. It's it, by far, obviously, their biggest win of the season. And I would say right. their biggest win since maybe Bonas at uh, Cuba Center. That, that was the game I was going to. Yeah. Because I covered that game and I said, like, oh, like this is. Like at the time, I said, "What well, was that game about two years ago?" And I said, "This is probably the biggest win of Reggie Witherspoon's tenure." And I said that two years ago, and now it might be this. Yeah, no, that's 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 a crazy, crazy win with circumstances right. they had, with 
playing a very talented team, you know, on, on a big, on a bigger stage, obviously at Key Bank Center. I mean, that, that right. that's incredible. And you got to talk about, of course, Amadou Fafana, the game winner there. Uh, not quite a buzzer beater, but close enough. I mean, that, that is such a ice in the vein shot to pull that yes. off. Like just, just incredible. And I mean, you had guys that, you know, Armand Harid putting up 20 points out of 18 from the field. You know, we've kind of talked about him, how he's, been a little inconsistent like we were talking about just before we started recording yeah just very inconsistent but you know when he's on and he can hit he can be one of the best players on the floor and he certainly was hitting played all 40 minutes for the griffs right like i said 20 points 16 from fafana 10 from xavier long 10 from scott hitchin a cold night from jordan henderson but they really didn't need him um right (laughs) it was a really really impressive win Am I reading this right that they got Jonathan Williams to shoot three for twenty-two? I that was that was the next thing I was wow. about to bring up. That's yeah. that's the reason. Yeah, that's a because fact. he took that many shots and played that poorly. Yeah, no, he had fourteen that's... rebounds, but you know, at the end of the day, that doesn't really matter when you're when that type of thing happens, mm-hmm. huh? That's just a, that's interesting. Trevon Fagan had a 12 and nine off the bench for, for UB in that game as well. Um, Florida Gulf coast lead 76, 74, uh, a minute 56 to play. All right. Um, so yeah, easily, easily the biggest win of the season for the Griffs. easily their biggest win in at least two years. I mean, arguments can be made for that Bonaventure win as well as this win. But I feel like this might be kind of a win that almost turns the season around because you go into that game having lost six in a row, hadn't lost it, hadn't won a game in almost a month, had only won one game against a Division One opponent this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, and that game, was a one-point win against yeah. a team in Coppin State that's like at the bottom of Division One. Yeah, and um, I mean, the game before that, you get absolutely throttled by Youngstown State. I right. mean, we're not, you were never in that game the entire way. No, they were not in that game. So, yeah, I mean, to come out and do that, like I said, no Malik Green, no Yako, excuse me, no Yako Fritz. That's right. a hell of a win for the game. And, and it'll be interesting to see what ha- when it, what ends up happening with this game in the final two-ish minutes of it, a little under two minutes, um, just to kind of see where this is going to go because this is their last non-conference game of the season, right? Mm-hmm. And like getting getting a couple non-conference wins and feeling good about yourself heading into that Christmas break. And that because after tonight, they don't have a game until New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st. They they start the uh, the conference season on the road against St. Peter's. Um, but I just think like generally, yeah, you gotta you gotta win this game. And you know, closing out that non-conference play with back-to-back wins is definitely a confidence booster. Definitely something that will change the momentum um, of your season. And yeah, like like you said, they can go into Christmas feeling good about themselves, going to league play feeling good about mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, no, without a doubt. So uh, generally, I think that's interesting. Let's Florida go. Oh, okay. Still 76, 74, a minute 48 to go. Uh, what just happened here? <laughs> they must be in the bonus because I think they just missed a one and one. Mm. That that must be what's happening right now. 
Um, no, because that's just fouls for the game. Yeah, so they, they must be in the bonus right now. 51 to 34 in the second half huh. for the Gulf Coast. It's 78-74 now. Just, they got a minute to play. <laughs> defense is non-existent, obviously. Defense, yeah. I think this might end up being a game where there's a minute on the clock. It's 78-74. Um, almost kind of like a what-the-hell-happened type of game because this is a total tale of two halves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, is, that is very yeah. true, especially for – I mean, Florida Gulf Coast only put up 27 in the first half. Now they're putting up right. 50. So, I mean, you know, like yeah. we said, certainly, you know, a short bench for Canisius could point to fatigue maybe. But, yeah, that's – I'm Maybe. curious to see how that how that winds down for sure. Right. Um, I I, I want to bring up generally in the MAC. Um, Iona had a really good win over Delaware last night. That that game was played at UBS Arena, um, in Elmont. These top four teams in the league, looking at them, Iona, Monmouth, Fairfield, Manhattan. Iona and Monmouth are both ten and two. Fairfield's eight and four. Manhattan's eight and three. I, I can't remember get the Mac being at this point in the season with having the top four teams in the league with such good records like this. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because typically when we talk about the Mac, you just look at, like you said, normally it's like a couple good teams and then that midfield is just, you know, right. <laughs> a mess pretty much every, every year. But yeah, I mean, looking at it right now, like you were saying, Iona, Monmouth, Fairfield, Manhattan. You know, I think Iona and Monmouth are certainly that that top two, and I think Fairfield and Manhattan are a tier below. But right, I, I will say, like, looking at non-conference records, the fact that there are five – let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Maris is five and five. And, I mean, Niagara's only a game below 500. I mean, that's right. – that's pretty noteworthy for non-conference schedules in, in the MAC. I feel right. like I feel like you and, really see that many teams over five hundred or close and Niagara to five hundred. Niagara played both Xavier and Ohio State at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I know that's that's another thing too. Is that you know you're playing two ranked teams there, so I mean you take that out, they're five and four. So I mean it's right. it's really impressive. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't really know if we expected the Mac to be this strong heading into conference play, but just kicking a I glance at records. I they, did not. No, I did not either. So, I mean, taking a glance at records, it's it's pretty impressive. I also, I will say, kind of looking at this too, it's a team that I thought was going to be a lot better, St. Peter's only three and six. I thought, I mean, if I can Yeah, they, they've, they've schedule, been a little disappointing. Yeah, um, I know. I, I really hadn't looked into that too much until I just took a glance, but. Yeah. Because it's a two point. Their their three wins are they have a league win against Quinnipiac, and then outside of that, they only have one other uh, Division One win again, and that was against LIU back in November, and they only won that game by two. Um. So yeah, I I do think St. Peter's has been a little disappointing this year. Um, they had a one point loss to Stony Brook on saturday they go a long stretch between games they they played last on saturday and then that canisius game is their next game um yeah i yeah st peter's is a team that's definitely been a little disappointing um on that end for sure Mm -hmm. i agree canisius just used up a lot of time down four (laughs) 
It's 80 to 76 with 13 seconds left. It looks like Knesius is about to shoot a couple free throws. Yeah, they are. Armand Marie just made one. It's 80 to 77 with 13 seconds left. We have oh, never man. done this. This is interesting. Yeah. Can Canisius always have games on Wednesday night? <laughs> yeah, right. He just Jeez. made the second one. It's 80 to 78. Oh man. So now you got now you got a foul. Oh man. <laughs> all right, Reggie just took Reggie just took a timeout. All right, all right. What to say? I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think what else what else do we got for the Mac? Obviously, Iona, as you said, beat Delaware. Um, talked about St. Peter's a little bit. Uh, um, I feel like it really hasn't been that long. Beat up on court. Charleston Southern on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, that I did see. Um, isn't Monmouth playing Hofstra? Dude, we might have another live game. Isn't Monmouth playing Hofstra tonight? I'm not They're down five with a minute left. Oh wow, that's surprising. I thought I thought they were gonna win that game. Hofstra's all right. Could but yeah, that's true. That's true. Hofstra's not Hofstra just beat Arkansas on Saturday. Oh, which yeah. speaking of, that's true. Yeah. That is true. They beat – that's their only notable win. They played Houston close. They played Maryland close. But that that's the only notable win is against Arkansas last Saturday. Mm. Speaking of, Arkansas has been weird. They lost two in a <laughs> row. Yeah, that is very true. I know. I was uh, expecting a little, uh, little bit more from them this year. I'm not going to lie. But I know they really have had a wonky – wonky year so yeah. far you, you know whose resume is also weird and we we can kind of start to to jump in the national as this canisius game is finishing up um alabama? i think the weirdest resume in the country right now is alabama yeah i know i've got i figured that's what you're gonna say i yeah. know i i'm like looking at their schedule it's so bizarre like, like Alabama, team, Alabama should be undefeated right now. They should. I mean, how can a team beat Gonzaga and Houston, Houston back to back, and then lose to Memphis after winning those two big games? They lose by a point to Davidson. What was that? Yesterday, two days. That ago? was last night. Yeah, last night. I, I watched the majority of that game. Yeah, and then obviously the loss to Iona earlier in the season, which David. We that I think that was plenty. more about Davidson just playing really well. You think so? Yeah. Like, Hyung Jung Lee for Davidson is a very good player. Mm-hmm. Very good player. I mean, he might – he – I don't want to say he is, but he might – because there, there's a decent chance I'm forgetting about someone, but there's a good chance that he's that program's best player since Steph Curry. Wow. You think so? I think so. Damn. So, I mean, yeah, like you said, that's a program that has wins against – Gonzaga and Houston, and they did it in back-to-back games, but then they have losses to Iona, Memphis, and Davidson. Mm-hmm. It's a strange resume. Yeah. So no, most definitely. I mean, I I somehow just don't... I mean, they'll drop in the rankings on on Monday, but they're number ten in the country right now. I imagine they'll fall to somewhere in the like fifteen to twenty range. Mm-hmm. Is probably my best my best guess because they don't play again until Wednesday, maybe. I mean, obviously, we're starting to be at this point in the season like we were last year. Like, yeah, these games are on the schedule, but are they going to get played? Because we're at that right now. Yeah, yeah, that's another um, that's another fun conversation. Which is yeah, there's another another conversation, and it's one thing that I do. Hold on, let's check the Kanisha score again. 
Akram Ahmed just made a three with four seconds left. It's tied at 81. Wow. Oh, my God. The cardiac grips, man. What the Cardiac hell? grips. Good Lord. Akram <laughs> Ahmed, of all people, too. Wow. Wow. That's wild. How many points does he have? I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> all right. Um, he has... He only has seven points. Yeah, I was about to say, because I'm pretty Scott sure. Scott Hitchens has 24 tonight. points tonight. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think Is he started. Is that a career so. high? I Who's wonder if that's a career high. Let me check the game notes. I feel like it might be. Bro. Um, let me pull up the game notes, because I, I don't know Scott Hitchens' career high off the top of my head. <laughs> that's, um, under, that's understandable. That That's, yeah. that's excusable. Uh, his career high is 29. So unless this game goes to overtime, uh, he's probably he's not gonna. Which is this game very well could go into overtime. Oh yeah, no, without um, a doubt, without a doubt. They just turned it. FGCU just turned it over with us. It says there's one second left. I don't know if uh, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, maybe not. there was a timeout or something, and they're trying to set <laughs> something up. The last oh, thing I God. see here is a, is a turnover. Hmm. So, interesting. Yeah. Well, so I guess we'll, yeah, I guess we'll end career high is twenty nine. That was against UB two years ago. Huh. Well, so there you go. It, it's a season high. It's a season high by a significant margin. Because mm-hmm. he had sixteen against Cornell in November. That was one of the games I was I was at as part of that Griff stretch. There's still one second. <laughs> anyway, I'm, we're we're gonna assume this game is gonna go to overtime. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll jump into something national and that you alluded to. Uh, last was it Saturday? Memphis was supposed to play Tennessee, and an hour before the game started, Memphis had to cancel because they had they had COVID issues, which. It's just generally a bad look for Memphis, and I'll explain why. Um, we learned about – we learned well, – was it about an hour before the games started um, that Memphis had two players test positive that we've since learned were Landers Nolly and Tyler Harris. Uh, but the issue, the issue was not – so one of them uh, woke up that morning with symptoms, got a COVID test, tested positive. I guess Tyler Harris and Landers Nolly roomed together on the road. Um, so they tested. So one of them woke up with symptoms, uh, tested positive. They tested the other guy. He tested positive. Um, so they're both out, but that's not the issue. Uh, the issue is just the protocols. If you're unvaccinated and there is a, and you, in, you know, you have COVID, um, on your team, unvaccinated players can't play. Yeah. But then at the same time, like if you're vaccinated, you can play. And, Memphis couldn't field a team of vaccinated players because they had so many guys who were unvaccinated. And we later learned that Memphis would have only had four players available. So the issue with this team is they have so many guys that are unvaccinated. This was a, this was waiting to happen. They were one positive COVID test away from shutting down all season. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's significant. No, without a doubt. I mean, I think 
I mean, with, with the Omicron variant, if that continues to be, you know, prevalent, I certainly hope it isn't, of course, but I mean, if that right. continues to be something that affects the college basketball landscape and the sports landscape as a whole. Which it know, is. I mean, we, we've, we're, we're seeing it in college basketball. Obviously, we're seeing it in the NBA, NFL, NHL. The NHL is on pause right now. Yeah. Um, just for just for a couple of days. Um, but still, I think and, – and Penny Hardaway had said at the beginning of the season, I, I, I think he said, oh, we're about like 90% vaccinated. And I, I guess later on he said, oh, like I didn't – I didn't really like follow up about anything. Did he just kind of assume what it was and, you know, didn't know the actual things because I I think that means at best, he's just kind of, what's the right word for it? I'm trying to think of the right word for this, not willing enough to follow up with these, follow up with these guys say, Hey, like you guys got vaccinated, right? Because we were talking about it, blah, blah, blah. At worst, he's just he was just straight up lying. Yeah, true. So, I, like, I don't know what to make of this. Mm-hmm. It's definitely significant because, like I just said, if you only have, we're we're saying in theory, if you only have four guys on your team that are vaccinated, that's not good. No <laughs> yeah, matter no. no matter what you feel, I mean, I'm not going to go into oh, you know, blah blah blah, vaccinated, anti-vax, whatever, like. I'm looking at it from a basketball standpoint that if that is the case on your team, it puts you at a significant competitive disadvantage. I mean, significant that can knock you out of the NCAA tournament for God's sake. Right. I mean, and and what, and, and who's to say this isn't going to happen again. Yeah. I mean, with, with the way Omicron is right now, they could very well have another COVID positive. You know, these guys could come out of COVID quarantine and bam, two days later, someone else tests positive. Well, you got to do this again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw a Canisius team last year, right, that had one of the longest COVID pauses in the country. They only played 13 games. And, you know, that, that was nobody's fault because last year, oh, oh, like it is what it is. We can't really do anything about it. If guys test positive, guys test positive. Now you can do something about it. Yeah. So, like, I just think generally this is a very bad look for the Memphis program and a very bad look for Penny Hardaway. And it's unfortunate that, like, this is Memphis against Tennessee. Like, this is a big game for both programs. And it's a significant game for Memphis in terms of they needed, like, a win like this because they had come off a four-game losing streak. They beat Alabama. Their schedule isn't great the rest of the season just because it's AAC schedule. Like, this is a game they needed, and this was – this is a game that fans drive hours to attend this game. It's unfortunate. Oh, it is. And I mean, something that could be prevented too. You know what right. I mean? Something it's that easily could have been prevented, but yeah, I, I, I agree. It's just, it's just a really rough look for Memphis as a program. And, and a rough I feel look like we're for talking the players, about this. For pro- Penny it, it's something new every week with this program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is it true. is. That's true. That's very true. It seems like every week they're doing We talk about bad. Memphis on this podcast every damn week. <laughs> I know they're not even ranked. Like they just they just do stuff every week. They either they upset somebody, they do some stupid stuff. Like, oh god. That is 
That is that is good stuff right there. We talk about Memphis more than we talk about some Mac teams, for God's sake. I know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, we're in over anyway. We're in overtime right now. Canisius is up three with three and a half minutes left. Wow. Oh my God. The overtime streak is over. Oh yeah. yeah. How long has that been? Oh man. Conference tournament 2019. Wow. Damn, the streak has concluded. <laughs> it was I gotta find it. Um this snap, this has gotta be. I mean, I don't I don't know the research behind this or anything. Um the stretch of okay, hold on, because this is in the game notes now. <laughs> um this was the second longest stretch of no overtime games in program history. Wow. The That's... other was an 89 game stretch that lasted from 1998 to 2002. This was That's... 58 straight games. It's got to be like this current streak of 58 games. It's got to be one of the longest in the country. I would think so. Because you got to think you're looking because that overtime game, I was at that overtime game in in March of 2019. It was a conference it was a conference quarterfinal against Manhattan and Canisius won that game because I remember that was my first year covering the team. That was my first year on the beat, and they they were losing that whole game, losing the whole game, losing the whole game. I don't even know if they led in regulation. I don't think they did. <laughs> um, they come back and tie it in the final seconds, go to overtime, win in overtime by four. Yeah, they won by four, sixty nine, sixty five. Um, yeah. And they hadn't had an overtime game since then, because you're looking at you're looking at over two seasons now, two seasons and change. Granted, he didn't play too many games last year. Um, Canisius is up six, two forty eight to go in OT. It's eighty seven, eighty one. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast hasn't scored in overtime. Damn, that's crazy. That if they can hold on, that's that's a very. I mean, obviously, he doesn't quite top the UB one, of course, but that's still a pretty right. damn good win. I mean, back-to-back, to do that without Malik Green and Yaakov Fritz in back-to-back games, that is pretty impressive. And, I mean, maybe right. maybe this is the kind of turning point for this team. Um, you know, heading into conference play would certainly be a good time to have it. But, man, that's that, that's crazy if they can hang on there. Something yeah. I did want to mention, I don't know if you saw this too. I have no idea why this is, but this just caught my attention because I was looking at it. Baylor has 60 votes to be the top team in the country in the AP poll. You want to take a stab at who the other team is that has, has one vote? It's Arizona, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but <laughs> I knew that. I just saw that and I was like, oh. Arizona okay. and Tennessee are in a tight one right now. I know. I, I was looking at that too. Damn, we got we have games tonight going on that are what just happened like... in the do we know what happened in the Monmouth lost? They lost oh, by okay. six. 77-71. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh my god Arizona I, I kind of thought like this could be this could be Arizona's first loss of the year I mean look at this stretch here three games in a row at Tennessee at UCLA at USC yeah that's, that's at, that is a deadly stretch man right in a row that is a deadly stretch I did peep that out I mean you, you play Arizona State in the fourth game of that too. did you see what happened with Arizona State last night speaking of I don't think I did. What happened? They had to cancel their game against oh boy, who was it? It, it was it was a small school. Um 
Okay, Florida A&M. They were playing at Florida A&M last night. Uh, this is according to Jeff Goodman. They had to cancel their game because the arena had no water, no lights, and no power in the arena. Oh, my God. So they had to cancel their game. Oh, my God. What the hell? Dude, the Pac-12 is so weird. <laughs> because you have, you have three teams that are in the top eight in the country right now, right? You have two undefeated teams. What is there? Six undefeated left in the country? I think it's six. Um, is it six? Uh, yeah, six. You got six undefeated teams left in the country. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. You got six undefeated left in the country. Baylor, Arizona, USC, Iowa State, LSU, and Colorado State. Two of those six are in the Pac-12. Wow. And then you have one loss, UCLA, who their only loss came to Gonzaga. I mean, granted, that was a 20-point loss. But then you have Colorado, who's good. Uh, Colorado should be a tournament team this year. Um, they do have a bad loss to Southern Illinois. But um, they don't have a great win. Here's my issue with Arizona. And I was thinking of this. They haven't they haven't been truly tested yet. Well, other than Tennessee, I mean, right? I, I'm saying before tonight. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they played Michigan when we thought Michigan was good. Uh, they beat a good Wichita State team. But other than that, they beat Illinois. But Illinois is not great, much to your dismay. I know. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if you look at those opponents, Northern Arizona, UTRGV, North Dakota State, Oregon State, Wyoming, Northern Colorado, Cal Baptist. It's just a team that hasn't really been tested yet. Yeah. And this is their first true test of the season. Yeah, and you got two more, as you as you said, UCLA and uh, uh, USC after this. So, Right. Pretty tough stretch to be thrown into after not really having much to look at before that. Right. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they should be undefeated. Mm-hmm. Look at who they've played. Yeah, seriously. So – and then USC is – I didn't expect USC to be undefeated. I mean, granted, they haven't really played a ton of competition either. Uh, they played Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, they played San Diego State. They played Utah. They played Georgia Tech. They played Temple. Temple's okay. Um, how's Utah? Oh, Utah's good. Utah's good. Um, yeah, because Utah's in lead. So – and then – but then anyway – you have those teams at the bottom, like Oregon State's two and ten, and probably the most disappointing team in the country this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they went to the Elite Eight last year, and now they're they were one and ten going into last night. They're now two and ten because they beat Nichols. Um, I mean that that includes his losses to Tulsa, Stanford, Princeton, and UC Davis. I, I'd say Oregon State is the most disappointing team in the country this year. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think of – and Washington is bad. Arizona State's bad. Oregon State, we thought – or Oregon. We thought Oregon was going to be good. Are they? We'll see. Um, I'm, But I'm trying to think of, like – I mean, obviously you throw Memphis in there, but, like, other teams that have been very disappointing. If you, you look at, like, the entire ACC. 
outside mm-hmm. of two. Um, but I, I'm, I'm trying to think of some other teams. And Oregon State's not one of those schools that's like, oh, you know, we, we expected them to be like a contender in the Pac-12. No, but like at least be competent. Yeah, right, you know what right, I mean? right. I know I do. Right. Um, Something that I did want to – I don't know if you saw this. I, I saw it in a tweet the other day, and I just looked it up, and it's true. Um, and we, we kind of mentioned this last week on the podcast, but the Big 12 is cracked. Like – Oh, yeah. They And, and the tweet I saw, and I just looked it up, Kansas State is the lowest-ranked team in Ken Palm in the Big 12. Do you want to take a stab okay. at what they're ranked? What Kansas State is ranked? Yes. In the somewhere Bob. in the 70s, like 75 range. There's 67. Okay, wow. So there that is not a, a team in the Big 12 ranked lower than 67th in Ken Palm this year. That's crazy. Or right, yeah, currently. Yeah, I know. Like, it is – I mean, I know we were talking last week. Obviously, you know, Oklahoma State's got the postseason ban, but, you know, we thought probably seven teams would make the tournament. I mean, the and fact here's the that, thing, because like, the AC – and here's the thing, there's going to be more bids open up for other leagues this year because the ACC, which is usually a six or seven bid league, is probably going to be three, four, maybe. Yeah, that's very this, true. The ACC, I, I'm seeing like people panicking on Twitter. Oh, the ACC is going to be a one a one big league. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no. They're, the ACC just, is not just, going to be a one big Just league. because the ACC is the ACC. I mean, at the end of the day, somebody's got to make the ACC championship game alongside Duke. Right, right. So, somebody's got to play in it. So I'm sure, you know, bearing a crazy Cinderella run, I'm sure somebody who plays Duke in the ACC championship, I would have to assume would make it. Because at least at least Duke and UNC will make the tournament. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. say both of them are locks. Yes, yeah. Even um, and even though UNC is kind of having a relatively down year, they'll they'll still make it. I would have to think. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about this the other day because all of UNC. You, every single time UNC has played a good team, they've lost, mm-hmm. which is kind of my issue with them. Yeah. And you, you look at a program, you look at this UNC program, they haven't been good in a couple of years. That's true. They haven't been truly good in a couple of years, which I think is, which I think is a little weird because, um, I mean, last year, that was the first time ever that, Roy Williams lost in the first round of the tournament because um, they, they were an eight seed. They, they were okay. Like UNC was okay last year. Mm-hmm. They made the tournament, lost in the first round. But then you look at two years ago, like UNC, before the tournament was canceled, UNC was bad. Yeah, no, they were not uh, they really were, good. They weren't going to be in. Uh, and they, the last time UNC, the last time UNC was UNC was 2018, the 2018-19 season. Mm-hmm. Because I, I remember saying last year, like, because we remember – at the beginning of last year, we were like, oh, could this be a tournament without Duke, UNC, and Kentucky? Yeah, that's right. And Michigan State. And, you know, UNC ended up turning it around. Uh, but they were the only one of that group that turned it around. Or Michigan State. Michigan State ended up sneaking in. Because um, they were because Michigan State was in the first four last year. Duke and Kentucky were not in the tournament. Um, because we were talking about that, like, at this time last year. Yeah. Could UNC not make the tournament? Could could this be a, a tournament without Duke, UNC, Kentucky, and Michigan State? And we we did end up getting in Michigan State and UNC. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that like I, going back to my main point here, 
that UNC program hasn't been truly good in about three years. Yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, and obviously the jury is still out on Hubert Davis. I'm not judging him yet. Um, But I I think that's interesting. Definitely interesting. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I mean, because you had some teams, I mean, Virginia was ranked at the start of the year. They're now seven and four. They're unranked. I mean, they're seven and five. Oh yeah, so they yeah, yeah, yeah. lost to Clemson. Oh wow, damn. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't think Virginia makes a tournament this year. I don't think so either. If you'd asked me, ACC will be. Oh boy. I would think Duke, Duke UNC. I would think. I'm gonna go three. Louisville, no, I'm gonna go maybe? four. What? Louisville maybe. I think Louisville gets in, and I think Wake Forest gets in. Yeah, I'm going four, but that's it. I'm going four bit. I was, yeah, I know. I was thinking wait two, because I mean, I'm looking at their schedule. They really haven't played anybody yet, but I mean, they're still eleven and one, and that's it's still they're a pretty good record. Wins. It'll be interesting. I mean, the the key for this is going to be is going to be that not conference schedule, or is going to be that conference schedule, because I mean, Wake Forest didn't really schedule um, in the non conference because we didn't think they were going to be any good. Yeah. I mean, they their best win. What they needed to do. Their best win game, so far is Virginia Tech. I mean, they right. they lost. They only lost to LSU. They lost by fourteen, which is forgivable. Yeah, I mean, they beat they they beat Virginia Tech. They beat Northwestern. And that's the only Power Five teams that they've beat. Oh, and Oregon right. State. They beat Oregon State. Yeah. Um, just talked about how bad they are. Yeah, so. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Uh, but other than that, it's all it's all really cupcakes. William and Mary. It's not William and Mary. Um, but, uh, but what I'm saying by this and the point I'm making here is that they did what they needed to do in a non-conference correct. game, and that being not lose. Correct. Yeah, exactly. They, they if, like you, if you stack enough game. wins, if you stack enough wins and go, I don't know, friggin' it, it, they, they could go 500. As I say, 500, a few games, a couple games over 500. That's in the ACC. That's probably a a, a tournament, you know, uh, resume or a good enough tournament resume. And with that said, the fact that the ACC the, is the ACC, down this year. The ACC plays a 20-game week schedule. If you win 12 games. I was about to say, you win 12, 13 games, you probably get in because, as we were just saying, number one. Because then you're looking at, like, because they, they have 11 wins right now. Let's say they win 12 in the ACC. They go 12 and 8. Uh, you're looking at, like, a 23, 24-win team. Yeah. And that's and that's good. Uh, uh, that should be good enough, right? Yeah, twenty three, twenty four win team in a Power Five conference. I think you can get in with that for sure. And yeah, say they, you, it, say you twenty four and nine overall. Yeah, twenty four nine overall, and yeah. you beat you beat one of the other three tournament teams. Like you beat Louisville, you beat Duke, or you beat UNC. You know, maybe twice. Like out of those six that, games, yeah, if you group, beat them twice, that group of Duke, UNC, and Louisville, if they could win, because they'll play, they'll play. Because Wake Forest plays Louisville twice, they play Duke twice, and they play UNC. Oh, just once. Twice. Okay. If so you, you win two, two of those, those games, yeah, I was about to say you win two, two of those three games. Are golden. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, you win two of those games. I think you're, I think you're almost a lock at that rate if you can win two yeah. of those games because I mean those are going to be probably your two premier wins of the season. Right. So. I mean, yeah, and and just the fact that the ACC is down this year, more bids are open, right? And and you also have to consider because the ACC is down, 
you would think that you should be able to beat those bottom half competition easier right. than you would in another year. So if you, if you can stack wins against Boston college, against Pitt, mm-hmm. against Notre Dame, against Georgia tech, NC state, even Florida state's not that great. Syracuse. If you can stack wins against teams like that, Miami, even I know Miami's nine and three, but look at their schedule. Um, yeah, the, this is a team that if they go twelve and eight in league, I, th- I think they're good. Mm-hmm. So Griff's win, by the way, ninety-seven to ninety. Wow, that's a that's a that's a noteworthy win, man. They, they scored they scored sixteen points in overtime. Um, can I look at the final box? I can. Twenty-eight for Scott Hitchin, nineteen for Jordan Henderson, sixteen for Xavier Wong. 13 for Amadou Fofana, 10 for Harid, 9 for Ahmed. Wow. I mean, yeah, they scored 97 points. So there is that. <laughs> that the most they've scored against the D1 team this year? Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Because what was the high before this? Fredonia. They played, well, oh, against a D1 no, team. I, I'm talking D1. Uh, 76, the Coppin State win. Yeah. So yeah, they, they scored 97 tonight. That's like, like we were just talking about earlier. Like that's uh these past two wins for the Griffs can be ones that turn your season around. Oh yeah. I mean you beat, let's see, you beat the 80th team in Ken Palm and Buffalo. You beat the 177th team in Ken Palm and Florida Gulf Coast. Those, yeah, those are those are those are the kind of wins that can potentially propel you. You know, or at least not maybe not propel you, but give you momentum. Right. And the fact that you're heading into conference play, you play a St. Peter's team that's kind of been on the down. You know, if you can start stringing some wins together, that's when you want to do it. You know what I mean? You because you right. want to be, obviously, ideally, of course, you don't want to play day one in the MAC tournament. You know, obviously, that's you know, it, it's tough to get into that uh, that top five. But you know, you can string some wins together. Who knows where you'll end up? You know, the Mac, the, the midfield, as we always say, the midfield and the Mac is a bloodbath every year. So, right. Right. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, I do have, so we'll finish that up. Uh, speaking of down, down goes Arizona. Damn. We're down to five. Arizona loses for the first time this year. They're eleven and one now. Who's going to be the next team to lose? Let's do that. Who's going to be the next team to lose? Okay, well, Baylor and Iowa State play each other. That's not till what the first of January. January first. Okay, so one of them is obviously going to lose. Yes. Who does USC play? USC plays Arizona, Arizona State. State, and they play Arizona on the second. Okay, so that I think they beat Arizona State. I think I they think USC. Too. Okay, USC. It's not going to be USC, most likely. No, bearing a stunner. Who does LSU? LSU... They could lose to Auburn on the road. They could lose that game to Auburn. Oh my god! Oh yeah, without a doubt, they could lose that game. I think they, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm going LSU. I think they lose to yeah, Auburn. Yeah, I, um, yep. I'm, I think I'm going to follow suit. 
Let's yeah. see who's Colorado State play. <laughs> Just Nobody. out of curiosity. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, they don't play again until January fourth. They play Air Force. So yeah, they I'm, play, I'm they with play you. New Mexico on the twenty eighth. Oh, that did. Oh, okay. I didn't see that yeah. they got rescheduled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think they'd be New Mexico. <laughs> or no, that game got postponed. Never mind. Oh, did, yeah, I was about to say because I yeah. saw it got postponed, and I wasn't sure. It if got postponed. Or something. Okay, so they don't play it on the fourth. Yeah, I'm going to LSU. As yeah, next. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'll go. I'll go LSU as well. Yeah. Who do you think? I mean, we we probably will record again before the Baylor Iowa State game, but tentatively yeah. like right now, who do you like in that game? Ooh, um, I like Baylor. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a while until Baylor loses. Yeah, I could see I it. think they're that good. I could Because after it. that, you got Oklahoma at home. You'll win that game. On the road, TCU, you'll win that game. You'll beat Texas Tech. You'll beat Oklahoma State. I'm looking at the two games I'm looking at that I could see Baylor losing, January 29th at Alabama or February 5th at Kansas. Mm-hmm. I think one of those two games is their first loss. Yeah. No, I think so. I could agree with that. I mean, with how oh. Alabama has played against actually <laughs> I mean if Alabama plays up to their standard against good teams, right. that could be a that could be a fun game. So I mean, like we said, they, they have that weird resume. <laughs> but they should they show up against good teams and they don't yeah. show up against the bad teams. So pretty much, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think I like Baylor against Iowa State. That will be a crazy – well, hopefully it'll be a crazy atmosphere. Like we were saying last week, no students, obviously, at Iowa State right now. But hopefully that atmosphere is still, still a good time. Yeah. Um, and it should be should be a fun one, hopefully. Yeah. One more thing I want to talk about, and then we can jump into that new segment again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Let's go. Uh, on. One thing, and I'll do it quick. Culture win for Villanova last night mm. against Xavier. Yep. Mm-hmm. They had those back-to-back ugly losses to Baylor and Creighton. Bad first half against Xavier. Turn on the Jets in the second half. They win it by 13. Culture win for them. <laughs> yeah, I and, and, I, that. and that's an overused term, but culture win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can agree. I can agree with that. I saw you tweeting yeah. about that game. I wasn't able to catch it, but yeah, yeah. that that's that's a nice win for Villanova, considering you know, a needed win, a bounce back win. It is. It is. Okay. All right. I'm going to scroll through now. Let's see. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Let's see here. I got my mouse on standings. I'm just scrolling all the way up, all the way down randomly. I don't even know. Let's see. What do we got here? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, It is. Oh, my God. What? I kid you not. I swear on my life. I like, I promise you I'm not making this up. I landed on Charlotte again. I promise you. <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, no. All right. What did Charlotte do this week? Yeah. <laughs> they, they got a win tonight. They got two wins this week. Let's go. They lost to, or they oh, played three God. games in the past week. They lost to Wake Forest. They beat Maryland Eastern Shore and they beat Western Carolina. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm running that back. That is, I, I okay. promise you, I did not make that up. <laughs> Pride listeners, I swear what to you. What are the odds not... of that? There's what, 358 Division One yeah. teams? So one in 358 that I do, like, that's, that's ridiculous. Okay. Who else do we got here? I got the Jackson State Tigers. Shout out to Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Uh, let's see. What, what are, what, oh, we're two and nine. That's, oh. Uh, they beat uh-huh. Illinois State. They beat Louisiana Lafayette. They wait. Am I seeing this correctly? What? They only lost to Iowa State forty-seven to thirty-seven. 
I didn't watch that game, but I think so. Yeah. Oh my God. What? Alrighty then. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. All right. Well, there you go. All I have For to say is shout out Deion Sanders and who's their leading scorer? Uh, Javius McKinnis averaging 11.8 points per game. Shout out, shout out Javius. There you go. All right. So scroll. I'm on Yahoo Sports here just for uh, just to be real here. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for keeping it real, Aiden. Yeah. We got New Orleans, the New Orleans Privateers. Um, they are three and six. Um, they just got crushed by Utah State <laughs> like a week ago. Okay, I will say though, they lost to Louisiana Lafayette, and Jackson State beat Louisiana they Lafayette. Did. Therefore, so there you go. using the transitive property, Jackson State greater than New Orleans. I agree. Uh, their leading <laughs> score is Derek St. Hilaire. I hope I said that right. Uh, he's averaging 18.9 a game. Damn, that's Good for okay. Him. All right, Derek. So there you go. Uh, they played Dillard. Oh, that game was postponed. They play Ooh. Ohio State on Tuesday. They do. I about to say, I just saw that. They play, okay. There you go. Right. So there you go. Okay, all we're saying is if New Orleans covers, you heard it here first. There you go. Do we have a spread on that game? Um, probably not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that'll be it for this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. My name is Aiden Jai alongside Adam Gorski. Good night. <laughs>